Right, welcome back to Rants and Bants with me, uh, Geraint Jones, and head man of the village, Joseph Stabbing. How are you, mate? I'm not so bad, bro. Yourself? I want to talk about pulling out of Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, I had you for a minute there. You know what I was thinking earlier, mate, actually, we were talking about pulling out. I was thinking earlier, I thought, you know what? I really wish I had kids so that I could sell them on the dark web for cryptocurrency. Because I've made some money on cryptocurrency today and I was thinking, what's something I could sell to get a bit more money? And I thought if I had a kid, I could get them on the dark web, get rid of them, get some cryptocurrency and make some money. I'd advertise them as a piece. <laughs> a bit of pizza game, mate. Um, right. The scores are in. Um, we had a lot of extra time in this game, but when it came down to it, there was only ever going to be one winner. Uh, Terry Taliban, congratulations on your victory, you slimy cunt. Um, thoughts, mate? The thing is, they'll try and sell this as a victory. You'll have fucking, fucking Boris and fucking Biden mm. will be going on saying how they achieve this, achieve that, and we've not achieved anything. And Afghanistan's going to slip further into civil war. It's already in a civil war, and the Taliban are already back in control. They're going to slip forward into it. The Taliban will take absolute fucking control, yeah. and they'll be worse than they've ever fucking been. Well, we have to ask the question: If you're going to just have the same, the same. Government's in at the end, as it was as there at the beginning. Was there really the, any point in causing all that suffering and misery in the middle? And the answer from a logical point of view would be no, unless you happen to be a major arms contractor or a politician who got rich off it. And, and, and this is the thing that we always say on this, and it's something that I've been trying to get people to think about more often now. Look at people, what, look, look at what they do, not what they say. So when somebody says... Right, we're going into Afghanistan because of 9-11 to knock out the Al-Qaeda camps. You think, all right, cool. And initially, that's what happened. And you're like, oh, well, that they're doing what they said that they would do. Then all of a sudden, it becomes about establishing a new regime and spreading out. And it's like, hang on, hang on a minute. I thought this was about 9-11 and Al-Qaeda. Well, yeah, but yeah, well, don't worry about that. Just look at look at this over here. Patriotism, yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like well... Do you not want to go after the Taliban? They, they don't let kids go to school. Like, you're a terrible person if you don't want to go after them. It's like, well, it's not that I don't want to go after them, but that's what not what we said this this was about, you know. And all of a sudden, the goalposts get moving. And I, and I posted an extract from Brothers in Arms on my social media recently because people are like, oh, you don't trust the government and stuff. And I'm fucking right, I don't trust the government. Because mm. I've been in two military disasters where every time I went on tour, the politicians were saying that there was a different aim. And like now, they're like, oh, well, you know, we gave the Afghans the opportunity to to set framework for their own country. It's like, well, they could have done that themselves without us coming, you know, coming in there and stuff. And I think it's just indicative of like, if you're going to do something, fucking do it, right? So if you're going to go to another country on the other side of the world, because this is a bit, mate, I, I do think that in the Western world, I think that racism exists. Obviously, you'd be an idiot to think that it didn't. But I think a lot of stuff is is blown out of proportion, right? Um, and and it's basically used to keep people... It's it's used to keep the peasants turned against each other so that we don't yeah, kind of look at... But we do have a national level of racism because when we look at, like, um, you know, like we're talking the last episode about those deaths in America with a 13-year-old kid... The entire nation's focused in on that. How many 13-year-old kids are dying on a daily basis in Afghanistan? But we don't give a fuck about them because they wear a towel. Like, do you know what I mean? But then again, that's kind of like when you're a soldier there as well. Do you know what I mean? I've always said it was probably harder to do a tour. Obviously, not 
like job-wise, because Northern Ireland's a bit of a dos, but it was probably harder to do a, a tour. vets figured. <laughs> <laughs> but it must have been harder, like when a, when a fucking IED went off in Northern yeah. Ireland, it must have been more difficult because you can hear what the people are saying. Yeah. You, the, the kids look like you, the people look like you, the streets look like your own. When you're over there, it's almost like fucking biblical times in some places. You hear the screams, but you don't know what they're fucking saying. You can imagine it, but you're like, uh, and you almost make that separation, like, as if they're not the same humans as what you are. But I think, but you have to do that to function. Civilians over here don't need to do that to function. Like, we needed to do that to get the fucking job done. Yeah. And I just think it's a bit rich. Um, where, like, during, like, you'll see a suicide bomb go off um, in Iraq. And more so with America, like, you see the comments on social media, what people come out with, and you're just like, really? Do you know what I mean? They're it's- cowards, mate, because... Like, don't get me wrong, while I was serving, like most people, I had to dehumanise the people around there because I think you have to do that to function. I don't think you'd be able to function otherwise. But now that time has passed, I know that the, like those people in the Afghan villages, yeah, I might not agree with their toilet habits, but they're still a human being like I am. I mean, I have some pretty fucking bad toilet habits myself, to be fair. Like, I, you know, it's... And the, the children are children and stuff, and... And like, I, I fucking hate these keyboard warriors that are like, oh yeah, look at that strawberry jam. If you say stuff like that, and if I see you, if I see someone saying stuff like that, and especially when it's about civvies, I don't really, at the end of the day, if someone's making some jokes about some fucking ISIS fighter that got capped, fair enough. He's a cunt. He deserves it. But, you know, these suicide bombings and stuff, some of the times, mate, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll fake injuries or whatever to get people to come closer to them. Because they're like, oh, I need help. And people rush over because they're good people. And then they blow those people apart. And then people are making jokes on it, the internet. Like, you know, and and that to me, mate, that to me is where I see uh, that there, there is a high level of what I would call racism or xenophobia or whatever you want to call it. You know, because they don't think that those people are people. And they fucking are. No, it is. I mean, like, you know, there's a time and a place for jokes like that. Um, I don't make any sort of jokes like that anymore about it. At the time when we was over there, like I remember when there was an IED because they thought that we were parked where we were. <laughs> they blew a fucking bloke up on a bike and a few, near the near the Afghan army guys. And the fucking there was hardly anybody left, but the motorbike was in perfect tact. And we had a young medic who just come out, a young Irish fucking medic as a battle casualty replacement because. We just blew our last medic up. And I fucking shouted at him. I said, come over here with your medberg. And I said, there's a bloke who split his head open. So he's come running over all enthusiastic, like getting his fucking, his, his fucking first field dressing out. And then he looked on the floor and it's like, there's just a bit of a skull and some fucking brains left in here on this fucking <laughs> rock. And it was like, I was like, I welcome to Afghanistan, mate. And we all had a good laugh about it. But you've got to do stuff like that when you're there. Because how the fuck else yeah. are you going to get through a situation like that? Exactly, mate. And I, I almost feel that like, if you've paid your dues, because you and me could have been that skull with a bit of brain on it. Yeah, of course we could. And therefore, you've you've paid your dues, and it's like, look, I've bought my ticket to to make these jokes. You little fucking shitbag, sixteen year old, who's never fucking, who's never even had played the game of rugby. You haven't paid your dues to talk about that fucking fighter who's dead or that Afghan villager that's dead. You haven't fucking paid your dues. You haven't you haven't put yourself out in risk and you don't have a fucking right to make those like at the end of the day, like if someone I do believe in freedom of speech, but I also believe that you should be able to back up what you're saying. And like, you know, I also believe freedom of speech, freedom of punching people in the face. If you say, say like it like we we all know 
that that's that person that was there, if they were put in that position, they would probably be throwing up all over their feet and fucking a quivering mess. Then again, thinking about it, it wasn't really a racist thing we did because we made them jokes about each other. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's true. Like, it's true. I remember when fucking Scotty got killed um, within like a couple of minutes after we'd sort of like got our heads around again. Someone asked what size boots he was. <laughs> yeah. It's not so much that I feel like it's racism what we did there, but more in the way that like if a, if a, if a kid gets shot in America, the entire nation's like, whoa, this is terrible. But it's like 500, 500 people died in Afghanistan yesterday from violence. Fuck them, don't care. Do you know what I mean? Cause I, I, but I was saying like during, we didn't really care about when we was there, but you've got to in that situation. Yeah. But then again, we sort of desensitised ourselves from each other when we was there as well because we just boxed it off and made jokes about each other. And, and yourself. You make jokes about yourself, Diane. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Um, right, well, here's one, mate. What do you think about the thing of um, people asking soldiers if they ever killed anyone? I mean, depending on the context, but I ain't got a problem with it. Do you know what I mean? There's always going to be that morbid... Um, curiosity among public and unless someone's been a dick about it and they're just asking a genuine question it's one of them life lessons because of course people are going to be curious about it it's not every day you meet someone who's fucking killed someone not in like an accident yeah. like a car accident but do you know what i mean it's when you're standing with someone who's actually fucking ended someone's life people get curious about it and it's generally the first thing that comes out the red because it's probably something that they thought about an awful lot while watching films and shit like that um and I think if you're going to get involved with a job that involves shooting people in the fucking face, you can't get awfully fucking pressured about it. It's like turning around to a fireman and saying, have you ever put a fucking fire out? Um, yeah, extinguish the flame of his life. I think the people who get most triggered about that question are like the Cold War vets who never got in meaty contacts and never actually ended any cunt. I think they're the ones who get most triggered because they don't want to turn around and say, Nope. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, I feel. I, I, I think, mate. To be, I, well, I got a few things on this. One is, I think, and this goes with anything. You should read the vibe. If you know someone that's clearly shook up from war, then no, it's not a question you should ask. But if you're having a conversation about the military and the person seems like, because here's the thing, you can always say, "I'd rather not talk about that." You could just say that. Yeah, of course. You, you don't have to go. You don't have to go like a dagio for strings kicks in. And you're, you're like, <laughs> you're looking at, you know. Like, but it's, well, here's, I got a few points on this, mate. One, I guarantee it's something that you asked yourself at some point in your life. Like, people are like, oh, I can't believe people ask me that. Bet you asked someone that when you were a kid. Guaranteed you did. Most people do not get into contact. Most people do not kill someone, right? Exactly. There's a lot of people in the military who enjoy the fact that civvies don't know the difference between a Renf and a fire. Yeah. And they, they, uh, to me, these are the most stolen Valen people of, stolen Valen, <laughs> stolen, <laughs> stolen Valen people stolen of all. Valen. Now, every job, every job in the military, except the area of regiment, is important <laughs> and should be respected. Um, ah, we need base plates. Um, you know, so th- there's that. So I haven't got a problem with that. Like if you were in Bastion and you were a clerk, good for you. Own that. Hey, have you ever killed anyone? No, I was in Bastion. I was a clerk. I used to make sure that the guys got paid on time so that their families could live a, a, a could live a life. Great, good for you. I had fucking Spanish lessons when Joe was trying to yeah, go on R and R. My point being that there's people that do jobs. Did, have you ever killed anyone? No, I was a medic in Bastion Hospital. Fucking amazing. But it's the people who want people to think that they've been in combat. They're the ones that get triggered by this question, mate. I reckon. Of course it is. Do you know what I mean? Is is this exactly what I'm fucking? I'm on about before. They're the ones who do all this fucking mysterious, glassy-eyed fucking adagio for string shit. 
They're the ones. <laughs> but I, I watched a fucking brilliant video last night. I think I think you watched it as well with that Irish um, ex Irish infantryman from World War One. Yes, I did watch that. Uh, shout out to Guza. Fucking hell, that bug. I mean, he went all the way through from fourteen right the fucking way through. Uh, it was in the fucking Somme. It was at Vimy Ridge. He was fucking all the way through it. And he was fucking brilliant the way he talked about it. Um, he was, wasn't he? And it's just sort of, I mean, obviously I was never anywhere near in the level of shit that boy was. But like when they asked him the question, what it, like, is he bothered about killing people? And he said, no, now I know some people are. Um, but it's not anything that's ever bothered me. Because if I want to kill them, well, they might have killed me because they were fucking certainly trying to at the time. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's not something that's ever bothered me. I don't ever think about them guys unless I'm, like, reminiscing, like, because I miss being out there. But I don't ever feel any level of fucking remorse, and it doesn't bother me to talk about killing them. I can talk about guys who got hit, but sometimes I, it gets me a little bit, and I don't want to talk about it. But for me, killing some cunt, it, it doesn't bother me. There's not any emotional attachment to it to me, so it, it doesn't bother me if anyone asks me. And I, I can see as well that there's there's uh, there's guys out there, and I know some of them who you know killed fa- like families by accident and stuff. And I can obviously see how it would trigger them but i i just think like i said you have the option of saying i don't i don't want to talk about it and and i just think that we talk as veterans we're always like oh civvies don't get us they don't understand anything well yeah but then when they ask you a question you're saying i don't want to talk about it well what which is it which one do you want do you want civvies to be able to understand do you want civvies to be able to understand or do you want to be this closed book you can't have it both ways they want a constant fucking feed of pity parties pity dick and people treading on fucking eggshells around them all life. God worship them just because they did a fucking job what they signed up to do. Right, speaking of that kind of stuff, one of the things that's been winding me up has been every time I speak about against the, like what, like basically, as I keep saying I'm not anti-vax, I'm anti-forcing people to get vax. I'm not anti-mask, I'm anti-forcing people to get masks. And people just say to me, wow, would have thought you'd know how to follow orders having been in the military. And this kind of attitude I find really interesting. Like, one, okay, because I was in the army, therefore I have to act like a soldier for my entire life, do I? Um, but also, like, do you not think that maybe my veteran, in my, like, that time in the military is perhaps why I'm now so critical <laughs> of authority? Do you know what I mean? Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, fuck me, I don't think I would have wet shaved since I left the fucking army. Do you mean, when, when you're forced to do stupid shit, for fucking years on end, the first thing you do when you can do is start questioning it. I question fucking everything. But the thing is, I'm not even being a dick about it half the time. I'll question something when I don't disagree with it, just because I want to understand how someone came to that thought process of thinking it. Yeah. Even someone who thinks about something and they've got the same opinion on me, they might have a complete fucked up logic of how they got there. But they might disagree with me on something, and I disagree with them on it, but I agree with their logic on how they came to that, that eventuality. And... It's like this. People have just got this fucking hard on about anyone communicating anymore. It's like you can't talk, you can't ask, you can't. Do you know what I mean? It's it's fucking ridiculous. Well, even the woke stuff, mate. Like I don't agree with it, but I can see how that person came to that position. You know, and I, I think there's this thing called like um, steel man in an argument where, and I love doing this with woke people. It's basically you get to know that their argument's better than them. And you can just, and then you can chat. I love checkmating woke people, mate. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, why would asking questions be a bad thing? Like, oh, I thought you would be used to following orders. Like, why, 
I, I find it like in, literally impossible to get my mind into the mind of somebody who just be like, oh yeah, this, oh, this is what we're doing. Is it? All right, cool. Just do that. Like, I, I don't understand how that brain functions. I mean, to be fair, I got a lot of shit in the army as, as a young fucking Tom, like a bit of a fucking a name for myself as a gobshite because I'd ask a lot of questions like in orders and stuff like that. I'd ask why. And, it, mm-hmm. and again, it was, I wanted to understand, as a young inquisitive soldier, I wanted to understand the thought process that went behind these fucking things. And, I mean, we all know what it's like in the army, do you know what I mean? They just they don't like young people asking anything anyway, do you know what I mean? It's that superiority thing. But you're never going to learn in life unless you ask fucking yeah. questions. All, all you can ever do is be a cog. If, like, if you never ask questions and understand why things are happening... The most you can ever hope for in life is to be a cog in somebody else's machine. I mean, it's, it's like when people, like, you know, when people say, you mean, when we want to learn about things, we should look how kids do things, look how kids interact, because that's the most natural way of doing it. If you ever fucking spend time with a kid, they're annoying as fuck because they don't shut the fuck up asking questions about everything because their brain at that development stage is trying to soak up everything they can and they're constantly asking questions. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that, like, man. That's they're like, why I are mean, you touching I... me? Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> why are you taking your clothes off again? <laughs> why are you telling me mummy will get cancer? <laughs> Stop saying shush. <laughs> right, that's us cancelled for today. Good job, mate. Um, All right, before we fucking wrap up, mate, because um, we've got to keep these episodes short, because uh, I'll be quite honest, I've got a macho man Randy Savage outfit that came in the post today. I'm looking forward to putting her on an eight and an hours workout. <laughs> yes, I have gone mad in lockdown, <laughs> Boris Johnson. Uh, Right, there's new Rangers, this new Rangers thing, not talking about the football team for any jocks that just got really excited and spilled that iron brew. Uh, <laughs> um. The, the this whole fucking thing about amalgamating four battalions into a ranger outfit. What's your thoughts? It's gimmicky. Um, basically, you've got a load of regiments that have cut numbers down. Uh, two mercy and have disbanded a whole fucking battalion, um, and they need to basically reshuffle guys around. Uh, ironically, to say we're pulling out of place is also in uh, in the defence paper. It's come out that we're going to have this new, more aggressive role in the world where we're going to start deploying people more places. Uh, I think it's a load of shite. Um, in the way that they're trying to push it, like, I mean, it's not going to be a tier two um, unit. You can't just take a load of fucking normal Toms and go, right, you're all fucking tier two operators now. It's not going to happen. As much as that, they love it. I mean, the rifles will love it because they love calling themselves operators anyway. But it's not going to fucking happen. However, I don't slay any of the guys who are doing it. And if anybody's thinking of doing it or gets the opportunity to do it, Go and fucking do it. I would agree. Because why would you not want to go and join a new unit which has got a massive fucking budget that's going to be going places? Yeah, no, I, I 100% back that up. What I would say is, where the fuck was this 20 years ago? <laughs> like, this is literally what we needed 20 years ago. We needed this in two, like in, in 2003 in Iraq. Once we saw what was, that, what was going down, this should have been, oh, fuck, we need a fucking Ranger unit. This is should this should have been fucking formed. A Ranger Brigade should have been fucking formed in 2004 at the latest. Where the fuck has it been? Yeah, but we're not going to do it right. Nah, I guarantee not. we're not going to do it right. We're going to run it. Basically, it's going to be run like four normal infantry battalions because rather than do something for, I don't know, say for instance, right, we'll get some guys who are in the fucking SAS or whatever and say, right, do you want to go and look after these guys while you're on a posting for two years? Go and be the sat major for them. 
Like, it's not going to happen. They're just going to have some normal fucking infantry sergeant major who wants to run it like a normal infantry regiment. It's all he's ever fucking known. And it'll still have sideburns fucking up to your tops of your ears. You'll still have to wear twisters and it'll be run like a load of shit. And the, those things with those ranger battalions as well, mate, it's like we haven't even got enough. Like, we always have to borrow kit and helis and stuff off the Yanks. Like, the reason... Like, you know, whenever you had someone like Dean Stott on the podcast, he'll say to you, like, the SF, SF is is the basics done well. And the re- the way you get to the basics done well is by having training budget to repeatedly do the basics. If the money's not there, you can't get... Even if you have the raw material, you won't... It's why... Because the thing is, mate, like, around the world, every country has a group of blokes who are fucking nails and have very strong minds and very strong bodies who could be, in America or Britain, tier one operators, right? But most countries don't have great SF, not because they don't have the the raw material, but because they don't have budgets and they don't have the institutional knowledge. So if you're not getting those, then it doesn't really fucking matter. The vast majority um, of normal infantry and armoured corps soldiers could be fucking fantastic soldiers, as in way above the level what they're at now. Yeah. But if you think about it, what I mean, you do what? Three, maybe four range packages a year? Two, two proper range packages where you'll go away and do like a proper couple of weeks live firing. That's not fucking enough. Do you know what I mean? Realistically, yeah. you want to be doing some sort of range package every fucking week, getting some rounds down range, or even doing something like... Um, uh, point blank simulator, the guys off Instagram, seamless advertising there. The kit they've got going on, <laughs> you know, with the simulators, which don't cost anything. A few grand to set up, but doesn't cost anything ammunition. Yeah. But it, it just doesn't, do you know what I mean? And you're never going to have a super high level functioning military when you don't when you don't put any fucking money into it. Right, last one, mate. we got to cram this one in. Um, ooh, you, you dirty bugger. <laughs> oh, cram, <laughs> it. cram it in there, no loop. Um... <laughs> I put a poll up on the Veteran State of Mind page, and it was the it was the one with Oppum from Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, and, and I yeah, was basically yeah. like, I'm up for shooting Oppum. Every time I watch Saving Private Ryan, I want to shoot him. Um, and some people were saying that, like, oh, I can't believe all these people are saying that we should shoot him because it was like eighty to twenty percent in favour of shooting him. They're like, well, you know, you just be shooting people with PTSD then. And I, I was saying, there's a very diff, there's a big difference between battle shock and cowardice. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, I've never experienced one with a level of battle shock like, um, like you fucking see these videos of the cunts in World War One where they just completely can't function. But you can tell when one of your boys is a bit fucking spaced out, not functioning properly. He's not hiding fucking. He's not being devious. He's not hiding in a devious way, putting yeah. plans in his mind, plotting where to hide from. Like fucking up and I get angry watching that fucking film. I do because pe- people say to me, mate, they're like, "Oh well, you know, he's just too scared to move." And I said, like, I say to this people, everyone is scared. That's what courage is. Courage is knowing, oh fucking hell, I'm probably gonna get hit here. You know what? I gotta go anyway. Or you know what? I'm probably gonna get blown up going through this VP. But if I don't do it, one of the boys has got to do it. So I'm gonna go. This idea that that for me, that's the key bit there. Do you know what I mean if if I don't fucking move? Yeah. They might move on the guys. If I don't fucking do this, someone else has got to do it. That's always the key thing in your fucking mind. And he's just a selfish, cowardice little cunt. Yeah, and some people can't, like, some people can get terrified to the point where their body shuts down and they physically can't move. But there are people out there, and I've seen them, who won't move. It's not, it's because they're like, 
nah, you know what? I don't care if we get flanked and the other platoon gets it. I'm not fucking moving. And those people exist. And I'm all right with sticking them up against the wall and going old school. And giving them <laughs> I mean, a good shooting at dawn. The thing is, though, I mean, luckily we have supply chains that are fucking very sophisticated these days where you can just wrap someone up on an helicopter and fuck them off out the fucking 30 because they're no good. Uh, and that happened to one of our lads. Um, he got taken off the ground. Um, right. For doing something similar, to be fair, uh, I would have been up for shooting him as well. <laughs> but taking that person out of the equation saves lives, without a doubt. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly, mate. You are better off. Um, you are better off. At, like this whole thing of oh, we got, we need more numbers. No. If you've got a few cowards, they can fucking, they can get, they'll get people killed, get rid of them. If you've got a coward in your unit and you're deploying, find a way to get rid of them. I'm not saying you throw them downstairs, but you might want to consider it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'd, we'd never, we'd, we'd never condone that on Veterans Day of Mind. Uh, mate, I've got to shoot because, uh, like I said, I've got a date with a macho man Randy Savage outfit. Um, so you people will have seen this on the gram uh, by the time it gets there. Um, mate, thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it. Good to chat with you as always, bro. Catch you next time. Love you, bye. Shut up.